Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, 5 Minutes with the G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, we produce, record and edit video content and audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and www.pitch-talk.com. The pitch is where we eat. The pitch is where we sleep. And the pitch is where we talk. Pitch Talk special feature segment. Hey everybody, what is up and welcome. The Premier League top four race title race is done but the top four race and also the relegation race as well has become very very interesting and during Liverpool v Leicester City we actually on Monday 15th of May 2023 myself JBK and Nathan Arsenal as well were discussing our views on not just the top four but also the relegation so who we feel might get relegated who we prefer to get relegated in some cases we also talk about Southampton and Leicester City Leicester well they're on the verge of being relegated Southampton we saw relegated this past weekend as well so we were talking also about potential players who could be on the move and who we'd kind of keep an eye on in terms of our particular teams But we also discussed as well about VAR on Sky Sports on Monday 15th of May 2023. They had Howard Webb on to discuss a couple of recent VAR decisions. And one of the main, I think the main one was actually Kai Havertz's disallowed goal for handball against Liverpool. Now, we discussed the potential issues with doing this in such a public forum, on such a public forum. And many other things as well. Our view on Howard Webb, what he said, and also the discussion of VAR audio being released as well. So have a listen and we'll see you in a few minutes. Pitch Talk special feature segment. Yeah, I'm just working and watching your game at the same time. Um, interesting the VAR stuff where you can probably hear them talking to each other throughout the process like oh I think I struck his arm I think I struck his arm did you get that uh, ledge yeah I thought that was pretty good you, know, it's, it's, you can see they're talking all the way through I think you need to go and look at the monitor when you get to the monitor let me know and then when he's at the monitor you hear them talking I thought that was really 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 good because now we get a real sense of what they're looking at the only thing I would say is and I think Liam you may have said this before is that it's why they need to always go to the monitor. If if, if it's if the, the if the guys in the in the in the hub can see that it needs to be overturned, why are you asking the ref to do the work? Although how Webb did say in the studio, to be fair, that you know they want it to be, they want it to be an on-field decision. They want the referee to make the decision in that sense, so he's not undermined. I would have thought maybe. I, yeah, I don't know about you guys. I thought that was really good. So um, it'd be an interesting game between Leicester and Liverpool because. Leicester are on the verge of going down. If they lose this game, they go, you know, they're, they're going to go down. So this is massive. And Liverpool are still trying to see if they can 
just sneak sneak into the Champions League. So this this makes for an interesting game tonight. Don't know what your commentary combo is. Obviously, I've got Sky Sports. So it's strange that you've got Martin Tyler and Jim Beglin, and then Sky have got a different commentator. So Jim, is, is that Mark, like Martin Tyler's doing alternative work? Strange. Why why does he do that? It gets paid enough by Sky. Why is he working on another network? Very strange. But hey, it is what it is. So it's interesting to hear the VAR stuff. Um, but as I said, I think I think it just opens up a can of worms, really. And, and as, as I've said on a number of occasions, it's like, well, if you're going to do that with one decision, then even looking at the Twitter thread that Sky Sports put out with the clip with Howard Webb dissecting Kai Havertz's disallowed goal against us, um, it's one of them where it's like, you just see everybody, oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And it just keeps going on where everybody just asks for different... And I said, you've opened up a can of worms there. And any time that it's not discussed now, people will be like, oh, this, oh, what about us? What about us? And everyone's going to feel like there's an injustice. Um, so I think it's I think it's a bit of... I think, I said, I think it's a can of worms that, um, that, is, a, that is a bit nuts. Um, in regards to the point about yeah, always going to the monitor. Yeah, I I actually brought that up back in 2018 um, when we did the two-part of um, Pitch Talk podcast with me, Gavin Gerald, about VAR and about VAR basically becoming a crutch, um, just which kind of basically masking the grey areas behind rules and also the poor standard of refereeing and. It was, oh man, what referee was it? I can't remember what ref exactly it was. It might have been Craig Pawson, but it was a Liverpool-West Brom FA Cup match. I think it was that FA Cup third round. And he kept going for every single decision. It was actually annoying because every decision he went to the monitor for. And it's like, you don't have to do it for every decision. Common sense kind of kicks in. Listen to the earpiece where they're telling you, yeah, this is pretty obvious. It's a clear and obvious mistake. You need to overturn it. But the referee, but as I've said though, with with VAR, the success rate was 98.6% in testing. And then obviously that's dropped majorly since, but it's never going to be 100%. It's never going to be 100% purely on the basis that it's human error. Because at the end of the day, the referee always makes the final decision VAR is not there to take as I've said before for years like VAR is not there to take the decision out of the referee's hands it's to give the ref another opportunity Curtis Jones well in um, it's to give the referee another opportunity to see what he might not have seen before from a number of different angles because the game moves so quickly you might not see that happen so it's a case of that's what I think a lot of people misunderstand and also the grey areas around rules. There's so many rules that are open to interpretation, as I've said before, said that back in a clip on in 2020, where like, the grey areas around rules, handball, how many different interpretations of that, offside, how many different times over the last five seasons, let's say, has that changed? The IFAB changed rules two, three times a season sometimes. So it's like it's actually impossible for refs to keep up. So I've always said that refs are kind of coming, fighting from underneath, as it were, and blaming VAR is kind of the wrong target. And I said that back in 21. 
So, and just seeing Liverpool Leicester now in terms of a VAR review, it's gonna, it's interesting. But, <clears throat> but there was there was talk at the, I think actually it was August of last year, where there was talk of um, where there was talk of putting the VAR conversations out an hour or two after the game, and it's like. I said at the time, you're opening a can of worms there. There, I, I did a podcast episode on it. So I think, again, it's opening cans of worms and Curtis Jones's goal stands and it didn't take five minutes to make it stand. But that's good. Um, I was actually surprised, actually, because I've got the Sky Sports feed. I've just switched over from the USA Network feed. Um, it was very interesting that we didn't hear the audio from that. Because I swear that was supposed to be the whole gimmick tonight. Of we're going to hear the VAR audio. So, like, live whilst it was happening. So, I mean, I've always been against that kind of thing. Even we talked on a Pitch Talk live show, I think, back in 2014, I think it was. Where the MLS had referees mic'd up. And I was like, no, this would not work in even back then and that's nearly a decade ago that would not work over here because it's like you all you'd see is social media just light up and just bury referees six ways from sunday just like they do now um but you're just giving those who don't understand the wider context and look at the bigger picture you're just giving them more ammo so yeah it's, it's an interesting one there the commentary thing um, was a very interesting point you bring up as well um, about Jim Beglin and Martin Tyler being on the USA Network feeder. Oh my God, Curtis Jones again. That was tremendous, that second goal. Ain't no need to check that one. Um, but yeah, um, Jim Beglin and Martin Tyler is an odd combo in the same way that John Motson and Andy Gray was an odd combo in FIFA 98 on, <laughs> on the PlayStation and the 64. Um, but I think it's one of them ones that I, I, I would look at it as someone like Martin Tyler. He probably just wants to work because um, I've actually got a copy of the Champions League final from 2005, um, the Liverpool AC one, and Jones is on side there. Um, it's like, look at the hand. I think it's of Johnny Evans this time, not Soyuncu. Um but it is one of them ones where like a lot of these guys they can work freelance elsewhere so that's how you get um gary lineker doing motd but also doing the bt sport um, commentary for the champions league so these guys are actually freelancers they're not actually employees which was very interesting with the um the whole gary lineker controversy recently um so yeah, I mean, I mean, Martin Tyler was commentating on his own on one of the feeds that I've got of that Champions League final. So I think it was the Australian feed, um, like Fox Sports over there. So these guys, I think, just take gigs gigs when they can, and it's just like yeah, and you and you, and you can tell the guys who love commentary and all that. But um, good, yeah. But Curtis Jones's goal stands. So two goals checked two goals stand but weirdly enough and I said I've got the Sky Sports feed and we look like we're going for a third we are going for the jugular today um, 
but it's it's odd that and as the Leicester fans are booing because um, they know that they know they're going down at the moment um, it's down where down there but um, it's yeah it's just odd that it's just odd that we're not hearing this audio coming back to one of the kind of main things that were hyped about tonight's match is that we're not hearing the audio whilst they're making the decisions because I swear that was the whole point of them like publicising it publicising tonight's match obviously it's a Premier League game they're going to publicise it anyway but that was the kind of big gimmick I guess they'll go through it at half time or post match but yeah, it's, it's interesting when they promo something and don't necessarily follow through on it. But um, kind of, well, ironically, again, bringing up Gary Lineker, like, I'm going to toast back to the day in my pants. It's like, dude, you only introduced the show. It's like, come on, man. come on. That wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> see, let's say, it's one of them ones. It is, it is sad like, to see them, it is sad to see them go down. Um... I mean, it's only a matter of time before it happens. It's not official yet. But, um, yeah, after what they achieved in 2016 with winning the league, which was just the, the Cinderella story, it really was. Um, but the thing is, it's like, yeah, their, their owner their owner at that time, um, we brought them that, that success passing away. Um, it shows also a lack of, a lack of progress um, as well, the weight of expectation. Because um, obviously, if you win a Premier League title, then you're in the Champions League. Then your your fans are going to just, as we've seen with Arsenal this season, where it's like your fans are just going to be expecting the world. It's like, well, we've won this, we can do anything. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't quite work like that. And if you're a small team, and, I'm, and Leicester are, if you're a small team, like punching above your weight, it's only going to last so long. Um, as we saw with Blackburn in the mid-90s. I mean, they won league title in 95, and then they they capitulated, what, two, three years later and got relegated. So if you're a small side punching above your weight, it's only a matter of time before you get exposed for it. And I think that's what's largely happened. Um, that's what's largely happened with Leicester, where it's like, won the league, had that Champions League campaign, and then it just started kind of trickling down a couple players left um and yeah it, it just kind of started ticking down from ticking down from there just on the point of um atmosphere um i've not seen a it probably has been but i've not seen a more flat atmosphere from from a club like leicester like leicester city or just just tonight just looking at it from tonight and how how flat the the atmosphere is like even at two nil, there was just there's just been no noise from uh, from Leicester City fans. At three nil, they're now going home, and it's just like, how do you help your team if you're not really, whether it's to do with the play or whether it's to do with anything else? It's just a flat atmosphere. It's almost like a a training game. I wouldn't even call it a testimonial. It just feels like a training game. Um, and that's that's not good for a team that's about to go down. Um, at least with Southampton, there was there's there's been fight, um, and that's that's the biggest the biggest thing that I've noticed with with Leicester and Southampton. Unfortunately, with Leicester, they uh, with Southampton they went down 
well, it's, it's taken them up until game 35 to, to really to, to lose out. But with, with these lot, uh, with Leicester, it's like, if you go down, it's, it's, it's deserved. Um, and that's that's really bad. That's really bad. I think even I think even before this game, like Leicester, they they knew they had to win, and they have to win every game to stand any chance of surviving. But at the same time, we're in that same situation in terms of the fight for um, fourth place, and we have to hope others slip up. So Leicester have exactly the same situation. They have to keep winning and hope others slip up above them. Um, which is not the most it's not an amazing position to be in but the way the the way the goals came about and especially look at the first one it's a case of they were they were avoidable and that's been Leicester's Leicester's issue like frailty at the back same with us ironically um but on our day, obviously, we've shown with, what, a 9-0 this season, a 7-0, couple of 4-0s. <laughs> we've shown that we can score. It's just shutting that back door. Um, but it's almost, you know, it's kind of an inevitability. It's, 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 like, it, it's like I can only imagine you two as Arsenal fans where it's kind of like before the Brighton game, it's like, well, you kind of know it's basically over, but it's like until that final whistle goes it's not completely over but with City's form and that kind of, with City's form and their history well recent history you know that it's very it's slim to none chances that they're going to slip up at that final hurdle so I think the Leicester fans probably have the same thing where it's like they're resigned to the fact that they know some of their better players are going to leave. Some of their better players have been linked with moves away. Um, like mentioning Madison, Yuri Tielemans as well, or as I like to call him, Tielemans. Is that? But it's a Vardy will probably stay. To be perfectly honest, I I think he'll stay. At this stage of his career, he'll probably want to rip it up in the Championship and then try and come back up. Um, because he could have left, he could have left years ago. He could have left what a year or two after they won, after they won the league and gone to a bigger club. Um, but he chose to stay, so I can't see him really going now. Um, but there's going to be a fire sale at Leicester. Southampton will probably have a couple of guys picked off. Um, I, I just looked up um, James Ward Prowse's age, just out of interest, and he's still 28. I thought he was like 29, knocking 30. So he will probably get a move away. Um, Maitland Niles, I could see him staying and still cutting his teeth in the championship. Ain't he like 22, 23 by now? Um, so he's still got time. So it, it, the the atmosphere thing, I said, if you if something's an inevitability, it's kind of hard to see it as anything else, as anything but that. If you know, if you know, you're basically already down. It's kind of like how do you how do you get up and yeah I, I mean there have been random exceptions like look at West Brom um, back in what 045 when they were bottom at Christmas but on the final day they still had a chance to stay up and they knew it that kind of circumstance you get behind your team so and, and I said it, it's context as well. it, you got to put it in context I mean if if you've been seeing 
your team getting smacked up regularly, it's kind of hard to get up and think, yeah, we could be, yeah, we could go on a winning run. It's like, yeah, you kind of don't really know. As you talk about losing players, you look at it, and it's not necessarily that 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 winning team from back then. It's the fact that they lost, they lost leaders in the dressing room, people who are going to step up, like Yuri Tillemans. He decided to stay. Um, Jamie Vardy. He decided to stay. But are they natural leaders of that dressing room? I would debate it massively. Um, just simply because when you look at who's left um, in that squad, Jamie Vardy can't do much for for himself because he's been on the bench with injuries. Um, Uri Tielemans has pretty much been in and out, but has been linked with, with Arsenal for a number of seasons. Um, who else? Um, who else? There's There's been a few. There's been, there's, there's been a few. You lose you lose Wes Morgan um, due to due to him retiring. Um, you lose you lose Kasper Schmeichel on a free to to Nice. You don't bring in. You got obviously um, Harvey Barnes, so you got the future, but you don't have the present on the pitch. You don't necessarily need the past um, in terms of their in terms of their their season um, in terms of their, their thing but they went and paid for a heck of a uh, paid a heck of a lot for a new a new state a new stadium um, not a new stadium a new um, <laughs> a new training ground um, so they got all of that out of the way then they paid for now they're paying for a new um, for extra seating so they're going to update the, the King Power Stadium to, and it's going to go from thirty-two thousand or something like that to sixty thousand, I believe. I can't remember what what the uh, forty-five, one or two, because they're only updating one one section. They're only updating one of the one of the stands. Um, but as you say, with a lack of progress as well, it <laughs> like. Again, and bringing on as in this in this final final game, they're bringing on in the final few minutes of this game, they're bringing on somebody who they bought from Stoke in the uh, in the January transfer window. Somebody who's from Stoke. Are you serious? That it's it's just it's, as you said, lack of progress, lack of ideas, and I just wonder if it's to do with if. If they are going to come up, what is what are they going to look like going forward? Because you have to have a new identity to come up from the the championship and sustain it. Look at Fulham. Fulham have found a way to to have a a better a better identity on the pitch, not necessarily off of it. Um, but at least there was something about them that you could go right. They're in. They're in um, they're in Europe. Well, they're, they're fighting for Europe um, with a new identity of who they've got on the pitch and who they haven't. They didn't go out and buy a whole bunch of players um, like they did the last time. Um, you look at Brentford. Brentford have had a systematic approach 
and literally when I use that word systematic that's what it has been because of their owner their owner um, owns a, a, a f- analy- an analytical firm um, hence the reason why um, apparently him and the Brighton um, owner both have one so there's 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 a lot there's there's a lot to 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 look at in that situation, but it'll just be interesting to see if there's going to be a change in how how they go forward. The women have the women have decided to do a little bit better, um, but it just seems to be a lack of club identity within the men's section as well as the women's sec- um, as well as the way that they they're all playing, and I feel that's that's a big thing for for Leicester City. Because that's what they had. They had a, they had an identity, even going up to that championship uh, that championship win, and it got them. The, um, when you're talking about how to play football, they didn't necessarily play the best football, but it was exactly what they've returned back to this this season to try and get them out of trouble. But because they had the players, it worked. It worked, so yeah, just just something to um, to sort of look at. Um, atmosphere was just flat. There wasn't much about them that I could go. Oh, okay, you're doing well. Um, at least with Southampton, it was always entertaining. That's what I've noticed with again their game against Forest, where it was three uh, four three. Like that's an actually entertaining game, without a shadow of doubt. So. Yeah, just something to, to note. You know what's funny about the relegation battle? I actually, part of it, obviously part of me wants Everton to go down, a major part of me wants Everton to go down because it'd be hilarious. But then as well, I'd like Leeds to go down just because of Sam Allardyce. Not because of Leeds in and of themselves, just because of Sam Allardyce and his delusions of grandeur. So it's one of them where it's like, oh, there's two teams there. Nottingham Forest, don't mind whether they stay up or not. Got, got no real issue with them. But Leeds for Allardyce and Everton just because Everton. <laughs> Let's all laugh at Everton. After what, last season just about escaping. It's like, nah, man, it's time for you, time for you dudes to go down. So it is one of them where it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's both of those sides could go down. Apparently, what's it? Leicester mathematically can stay up, but form-wise, it's like, well, is it really going to happen? I said it's not official, but uh, based on form, they might be, they might be um, all butt down. Yeah, Liverpool knocking on that door for top four. It's interesting because you're a point behind United, having played the game more, and I think you're a point further behind Newcastle. So those two teams will be sweating. Yeah, with you, I mean, I expect Liverpool to win their final two games. Man United got to play Chelsea. You know what I mean? And also, we don't know what Chelsea's going to turn up, but if they don't win that game and Liverpool win their remaining games and Man United win their remaining games, Liverpool finishing in the top four. And so, you know, Liverpool... Well, the thing is, Man United's home record is so good. They're favourites to win that game, but... All Liverpool can do is win their games and see what happens, but they, and literally just make Man United and Newcastle be honest about winning their remaining two games. But it's going to be squeaky bum time for both of those. And if Liverpool do by some miracle get in that top four, my God, my goodness me, they've done good considering the season they've had. So yeah, 
Those are our views on the relegation race as it stands after Monday 15th of February. Sorry, Monday 15th of May 2023. Keep saying February for some reason. Um, but also as well in terms of VAR audio being released. I know I've discussed it on the Straight Shooting View before. But yeah, it's it's some interesting stuff. But you know what? Who do you see... <clears throat> excuse me. Who do you see getting relegated? Also... In terms of players, who do you see leaving teams like Southampton, Leicester, among others, who get relegated as well? <clears throat> it is one of them ones where, as well, VAR audio releases, is it smart to release it? Is it just giving fodder for fans who want to moan anyway? Yeah, let me know. www.pitstalk.com is the official website for everything Pitch Talk. Also, at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution we're working so hard to create. Also, as well, we are on TikTok, at Pitch Talk on TikTok. Um, we're on Instagram at Pitch Talk as well. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you pick up your podcasts, you can find the Pitch Talk podcast as well. Episodes of Coaching with JBK and much more content. YouTube.com forward slash Pitch Talk is the YouTube page for all of our videos as well. I have been Straight Shooting LJ, and until next time, take it easy, peeps. Bye bye. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website. www.pitch-talk.com Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV. Including special feature segments. Five minutes with the G. The straight shooting view. Coaching with JBK. We produce, record and edit video content. And audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat, the pitch is where we sleep and the pitch is where we talk. I can see you now.